In Georgia Ag and Review for the week of June 18th, we had reports surrounding the passage of the 2012 Farm Bill in the Senate. Well, the Farm Bill has indeed survived the rough and amendment-laden road of the Senate, but it wasn't by much with a vote of 64 to 35, barely over the required 60. According to Senate Ag Chair Debbie Stabenow, the bill will save taxpayers more than $23 billion and is the most significant reform of American agricultural policy in decades. And for the most part, the majority are happy with the final outcome with Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack, along with numerous ag organizations, praising the effort. But not everyone is pleased, and that includes Southern members of the Ag Committee, such as Georgia's Saxby Chambliss, who voted against the final measure. According to a release statement, Chambliss said that if this bill were to become law without significant changes, producers in the Southeast would be left without an effective safety net. Chambliss added that he hopes to support the bill at the end of the legislative process, perhaps after action by the House of Representatives and a conference of the two chambers. And with a livestock perspective, Randall Wiseman had this. Well, many agriculture groups are pleased to see the Senate pass S-3240, otherwise known as the 2012 Farm Bill, and that includes the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, who is quick to commend this used bipartisan 64-35 victory. NCBA's Executive Director of Legislative Affairs, Christina Butts, was here in the Southeast when the announcement came in as she was one of the speakers at the Florida Cattlemen's Association convention. And she said it's a good bill for cattle producers. No, our cattle producers really stepped up, and they made sure they were educating their members of Congress, and we did extremely well in our priorities for the Farm Bill. There's no livestock title in this Farm Bill. Um, we really kind of revamped the research title and trying to make it a board where we can actually leverage private dollars with public dollars to benefit agriculture research. Um, we were able to keep the conservation title very strong, since that's one of the few titles our producers can use to stay in compliance with all these environmental regulations coming out of the EPA. Their cost share programs, their voluntary programs for our producers, and they work well. So now that the Senate has passed their version, Christina explains what's next. The House has already said they're going to mark up their version on July the 11th, and simply what that means is they're going to pass it out of committee, make some changes to it. It will then need to go to the House floor, and once it passes in whatever version on the House floor, it then goes into what we call conference, and that'll be key members from the Ag Committee and maybe other committees of jurisdiction. They'll work out and negotiate the differences, and then whatever conference agreement will then have to go back to the House, to the Senate, pass in that respectable form before it can be signed into law by the president. And our current farm bill, the 2008 farm bill that we're under right now, it is set to expire the end of September. So there is a a time frame on this, um, not to say that there can't be an extension to buy them more time if they need to, but but it is timely. It's a timely topic. Now, many still wonder if we'll actually see the farm bill process completed before the November elections, but she said at this point we're halfway there. So, uh, you know, NCBA has been one of those where we weren't really anticipating a farm bill coming out in a presidential election year. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of work still yet to be done in one of the chambers in the U.S. House. So we will see. We don't want to count our chickens before they're hatched, but uh, but we're engaged in the conversation. We're monitoring it aggressively. NCBA is committed to working with the House Committee on Agriculture to ensure amendments to interject the federal government in production agriculture are left out or soundly defeated. And we will wrap up for this week on a lighter note with a very sober Everett Greiner. If you haven't noticed the way the wine industry is growing, you don't drink wine. It appears that the time when Italy, France, and California's days of dominating the business is threatened. There are wineries in at least 22 states today. There's independent winemaking in thousands of homes. Grapes still dominate the wine business, but they're not the only fruit. Most berries can be used. Apples can be used, too. It doesn't take a lot of knowledge and experience. Winemaking is fairly simple. You can even buy yourself a winemaking kit. 
That's one reason so many people are making their own wine at home. I made a batch myself many years ago. How'd it taste? I don't know. I don't drink wine. I gave it to my friends, and I never asked. Certain wines are even considered healthy, good for your heart, and not fattening. Okay, I'll take your word for it. And remember, you can find these stories along with all the week's Southeast Agnet reports on our website at southeastagnet.com. I'm Julie McPeak with Southeast Agnet's podcast.